welcome to Healthy Perspectives with Jeremiah, a podcast that brings you current social and cultural issues through a clinical lens. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. And today I want to address obviously some very controversial, uh, apparently very controversial things coming out of the Supreme Court in our most recent version of You're the Problem. Now, remember what we do here at Healthy Perspectives is I'm not actually assuming that you are the problem. What I'm doing is my my goal as a counselor is to help you think, not, not to tell you what to think, which I know is very frustrating for all of you who really want an echo chamber, that you came here because you want to hear what somebody else thinks and decide whether I like you or hate you based on whether you agree with me. Well, guess what? That crap doesn't fly here and we are not doing it. Not today, hopefully not ever. So what I am going to do today is address a couple of these uh, really difficult topics um, from the lens of you might be the problem, okay? And how do we do that? We do that by infusing empathy into our conversation. Well, that's not going to be easy. So today, I am going to get after what we call propaganda. All right. So for those of you who, uh, you know, think that uh, propaganda is great, you know, we should absolutely manipulate people to believe what we believe, get everybody on board. Well, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right in terms of uh, of clinical work because it's not my place to tell you what to do. It is my place to challenge you because growth happens when you're challenged, not when you are told what to do. If I live my life through you, then I assume I'm the expert in your world and I am not. You are. Well, unfortunately, many people are just uh, uh, you know, these, these lost lemmings just following along with the crowd. That's what this episode is about. So without further ado, I am going to introduce a topic. Uh, there's a, a, in the, in the Supreme Court, this went through. Obviously, this is July. This is the time frame that all these major cases, uh, come to fruition. We get these opinions. And if you haven't read the opinions, please do. You're going to see some brilliant opinions and Unfortunately, you're going to see some opinions that you probably don't agree with. Okay, so what? That's part of the deal, right? That's just the way it works. So let me outline something for you. First, I saw this post that uh, Hillary Clinton put out uh, about, uh, let's see, she said something along the lines of she wants the, the justices to stand behind the people. That is not the role of the Supreme Court justices. Not at all. Not the way that she alluded to in her post. No. In fact, what the justices are there to do is to balance power. And the way in which they do that is they read the law from a legal perspective only. Okay, that's their role. So if if you see that kind of propaganda, and I get it, now politicians are going to use these things uh, to to better their position, to try to accomplish their mission. Now, their mission is not always what's in your best interest, and that's whether you're on the right or the left or anywhere in between. 
Okay. Now, this particular situation, we've got a lot of people on the left losing their minds. So I'm going to use some left content. Okay. Not because I, you know, want to push my agenda, but because I want to point to clear propaganda and the left is losing their mind right now. And so it makes it very easy content to grab onto. Okay. So in a situation, let me be really clear about the process. You, as a citizen, you vote. Your vote goes to a, what we call representative, somebody who represents you in, you know, in local or uh, national politics. Okay. So you vote, then you have a representative. These representatives by design can legislate. What does that mean? They can write proposals for laws. Then the, all the representatives from the area or from the nation uh, that, that are at that level can then vote on your behalf to say, this is a good law. We want to use this law. Okay. Then in a case where the Supreme Court gets involved in the law, they are interpreting the intent of the law. What was it written to do? Is it doing what it was written to do? In certain situations, they go, hmm, it was written to accomplish this. But in fact, what it's actually accomplishing is something totally different. So this law does not meet its intent. Now, how do they do that? They go back and they determine what was the original intent. They look at its origin. Then they go, okay, how did it play out in practical application? So they look at case studies. And then they go over a period of time. How did that then turn into and manifest into a law that was designed to do one thing? Did it accomplish that thing? Right. So then they can say, well, it was originally designed to do one thing. It turns out it did a different thing. That was not the intent of the people, the law, the representatives. So that's how it works. So in that in that particular situation. All right. Now, that was like a little one oh one for you. All right. Now, I, I don't claim to be a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. I'm a counselor. I have to be informed on these things, but I am not a le legal expert by any means. I do understand the cultural uh, pathways for these things to become reality. I couldn't write a law because I'm not a lawyer. All right. And I'm not a politician doing legislation. So therefore, I'm not going to write a law. Could I recommend it to my representative? Heck, yeah. I can say, hey, this little uh, issue down here on the street, there's a, a railroad crossing and uh, it's unsafe. Please protect the people. And then, you know, my representative could then go and put forth legislation to change some kind of a safety aspect. Like, so I have some power, but not 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 as much as you might wish to have. All right. There there we go. All right. Students for fair admissions versus president and fellows of Harvard College. Now, I read the case, the original uh, case as it was submitted and the opinions. And I am going to point you to something that is really interesting. I'm going to ask you to empathize because that's what this episode is about. We're going to empathize. But I'm also going to point you directly at the propaganda because you need to know not what to think, but how to think. Now, 
PBS did a news hour. I, I actually, I probably should know PBS is, is this is super left leaning in its presentation. Um, I, I actually don't know if these uh, so-called reporters are super left leaning. They, they appear to be, uh, again, I'm not taking a side on that, which I know irritates the crap out of some of you, but what I want you to do is hear the propaganda because if you can't, then you are part of the problem. Okay. So I'm going to put forth a, a small snippet of this uh, presentation of news. It's presented as though it is news. All right. That's super, super important for you to understand. All right. So with that in mind, I am going to look for the actual, oh my goodness, here we go. And I got to make sure that the sound comes in for you because it's very important that you have the sound. Uh, here we go. You should, if you're following on Rumble, YouTube, or the like, uh, you should be able to see a screenshot now of, of what we are going to be looking at. And here we go. The U.S. Supreme Court today dealt a major blow to affirmative action in higher education, striking down race-conscious admissions programs at Harvard University and the University of North Carolina. Presentation matters, folks. Presentation matters. What did we hear her say? We heard her say that they are striking down. This is inflammatory language. It is propaganda. Whether you like it and agree with it or not, it is propaganda. It is not reporting. That is propaganda. They have clearly taken a side. They know which side they are on. And so do we. We don't even have to know which side they have taken yet because by the presentation, they are telling you we are not unbiased. Okay, keep that in mind as we move into the next short clip. It's very important. You can't see that, by the way. You're part of the problem. Now, again, I'm not saying whether she's right or wrong in this moment. I am simply saying if you can't see the propaganda, you are part of the problem. In rulings divided along ideological lines, the court's six-justice conservative majority said the schools discriminated against white and Asian-American applicants by using race-conscious policies that benefited students from underrepresented backgrounds. What did we hear right there, folks? This is really clear propaganda. How do I know? Because he identified that it's broken down by ideological lines. He is saying there are those that are in and those that are out. He is drawing that line. And if you can't see that propaganda, you are likely part of the problem. Chief Justice John Roberts, who has long been skeptical of such policies, authored the majority opinion. He wrote, many universities have concluded wrongly that the touchstone of an individual's identity is not challenges bested, skills built, or lessons learned, but the color of their skin. Our okay, let's break this down for a second. The justice 
says many universities have concluded. Now there's three dots, which means there's a gap in there, which that should be, if you can't see that, that is an indicator for you to go back and read the statement. Why? Because there's a gap. Why is there a gap? Because there's an agenda. Maybe the agenda is strictly to save time. It's possible. But maybe the agenda is we don't want our audience to see this portion. Go back and read it. And if you can't see that, you are part of the problem. Then he goes on to say, have concluded wrongly that the touchstone of an individual's identity, the touchstone, that means the pinnacle, the most important, it's like a capstone, it's the most important of an individual's identity is not the challenges. In other words, it's not their life. It's not their skills. It's not their lessons learned and their growth. But it is one thing. It is the color of their skin. Well, let's think about this for a second. Who would likely agree with that statement? I don't know. Let's go to one of the greatest social movements in the history of the United States. And let's ask the good old Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. What would he likely say about that? Oh, wait, he did say something about that. By the content of their character, not the color of their skin. What this Supreme Court justice is saying is, I've learned from Dr. MLK Jr. about the content of character above and beyond, more important than the capstone, the touchstone, the top of the mark, over what? Over the color of the skin. Our constitutional history does not tolerate that choice of the color of the skin above and beyond the content of the character. Now, we fought big giant fights about this very topic. So let's be real. What they brought as evidence is saying the opposite of what they said as they were speaking. And if you can't see that, you might be part of the problem. Okay, let's move on to the next clip. We're going to give this to you pretty quickly as well. All right, good deal. It just moved right over. I like it. And this is something that came from Michelle Obama. So hang on there. We're just going to use it and we're going to do the empathy thing because I want to challenge you to think. Not because I know the answers to everything, but if you can't see that you're often part of the problem, then how in the world are you going to do your growth to become part of the solution? You won't. So that's what we're here to help. That the story of Michelle Obama begins on the south side of Chicago, involves her going to Princeton to study sociology and African-American studies, and then on to Harvard Law School. The setup. Okay, learn the techniques. This is to create contrast. If you can't see that, you're part of the problem. We all do setups because we want people to see things our way. I want people to see things my way. But as a counselor, my role is not to get you to see things my way. My role is to help you see. 
So for me, the setup is designed to set the tone for the educational piece. Now, the tone there was, hey, we want to tell you about how awesome the story of Michelle Obama is. Comes up out of the south side of Chicago. Then, you know, that that assumes, uh, you know, they're, they're wanting you to assume that it's a burdened childhood, a rough childhood. Now, you can go and do your own research and find out, did Michelle Obama have a really rough childhood? You know, some people would say, yeah. Absolutely. Other people would say that's nothing compared to what I've seen. As a therapist, I'm not here to minimize or exaggerate her story. But if you can't see the setup, you might be part of the problem. She is an African-American woman who, you know, went to the Ivy League and has surely benefited from superior higher education. So she writes in a lengthy statement today, in part, before we get to that part that we see there, I want to yeah. call it another part. She says, um, of course, students on the campuses she went to and countless others across the country were and continue to be granted special consideration for admissions. She says some have parents who graduated from the same school. Others have families who can afford coaches to help them run faster or hit a ball harder. Others go to high schools with lavish resources for tutors and extensive standardized test prep that help them score higher on college entrance exams. We don't usually question if those students belong, she says. So often we just accept that money, power, and privilege are perfectly justifiable forms of affirmative action, while kids growing up like I did are expected to compete when the ground is anything but level. She goes, okay, so what's her vantage point? She wants it to be fair. She wants people to have these opportunities. Okay, sounds good. Goes on to say, today is a reminder, or today my heart breaks for any young person out there who's wondering what their future holds and what kinds of chances will be open to them. And while I know the strength and grit that lies inside kids who have always had to sweat a little more to climb the same ladders, I hope and I pray that the rest of us are willing to sweat a little too. So she goes on to say, some people have to sweat more. Facts. Thank you, Michelle Obama. It is reality. Some people have gifts that others do not. And when we have gifts that others do not, it doesn't mean we lower our bar. I have gifts that others do not. I also have deficiencies that others do not. Those are facts. What doesn't make me superior or inferior to anybody else is skin color. Skin color doesn't make me superior or inferior to anybody else. Therefore, anybody who attributes skin color to needing a hand up at this point or a hand out at this point, or, you know, wants to assume that they automatically have to sweat more because of the color of their skin, then you're likely being racist in that moment. And if you can't see that, you are part of the problem. Look, I got a bunch of other cases I was hoping to get to, but in all reality, it looks like I'm just going to have to do another segment on some of these other cases. Maybe I'll come up with a creative way to do it. So 
Thank you for listening. I hope this challenges you to see things like propaganda, to see when things are being reversed in its presentation, to empathize with them as people, and to have a stronger sense of who you are in your opinion so that you don't fall victim to the propaganda that's out there. Because remember, what we have to do here is empathize. Yes, there are people that are going to be affected by the court cases. And if you don't like the way that it went down, your best option is to vote, run to be a representative and legislate, or go to D.C., work it there, legislate at a national level. And if you're not willing to do those things, that's fine. But then you're part of the problem. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And we will see you later. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information.